What's up, everybody? This is G. Marie, and this is Hip Hopology, a think tank for hip hop heads to collaborate and dialogue over the evolution, elevation, and isolation faced within the hip hop community from a hood scholarly perspective. So sit back, relax, as we kick it with some of the most dopest MCs, DJs, visual artists, B boys, and B girls, and many more. This is Hip Hop. Ology, ology, ology. What's up, everybody? This is G Marie of G Marie Media. Uh, welcome. This is the first episode of Hip Hop Ology. Man, I have been sitting on this shit for so long, and I am so excited to finally launch this damn show. Uh, Hip Hop Ology is something that I've been really, really passionate about simply because I wanted to uh, discuss the definition of what hip hop means to me. Um, so let's just let's just get to it. Uh, first and foremost, I again I have to explain how excited I am because it took me a very long time to finally record this show, only because I wanted everything to be perfect. But at the end of the day, um, everything isn't going to be perfect. However, it's just this is just an amazing opportunity. So uh, just a real quick run through of who I am. I am the CEO of G Marie Media LLC. Yes, hip hop. Well, not hip hop. Female owned and operated. Uh, it's just me. Um, I pretty much do every damn thing. But I am super excited to launch this show under our podcast network. Um, this is the third episode, and this is the second show that I will be hosting under um, my media company. So. First and foremost, again, thank you guys for listening and for joining me on Hip Hopology with G Marie and Friends. So let's break down the definition of Hip Hopology before I introduce my first guest. And I just want to thank him first and foremost for even helping me figure out the definition of Hip Hopology because it took me a minute to formulate my thoughts. But uh, the definition of Hip Hopology is it is a think tank for hip hop heads to collectively come together and dialogue about the evolution, elevation, and isolation faced within the hip-hop community from a hood scholarly perspective. <laughs> yes! So, without further ado, I have to introduce my first guest because he helped me come up with the definition um, of hip-hopology. So, this is our thing. You can't take our shit. It's ours. Right. Fuck y'all. But yeah. Right. Um, so, without... He really doesn't need any introduction. And he was also <laughs> featured on my other show, G Marie Taught Me. Um, I, I can't really say too much about this man except for the fact that he is such an amazing artist. And he is an artist that is from Detroit. I have to always say that he is not a Detroit artist. He is a lyricist that is from Detroit. So please give it up for my first guest on the first episode, The Essence. Hey, hey. Hello. Well, it's actually pronounced The Essence with an A. If you want to get swinky and put your pinky out, you can say the essence. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm the essence. Uh, thank you for having me once again. It's always nice to be in your humble area, be on your podcast and stuff. Well, I appreciate you for swinging by. Um, we're definitely sipping on some Johnny oh, yeah. Walker Black Label. Really, really smooth. Um, I feel like that's the best way to kick off the first yeah. episode. It's hitting, y'all. Yeah, it, it is definitely hitting. Yeah. Um, and we we drink it straight over here, so you know, straight no chaser. But talking about, it. I can either go get some. I mean, cold. I can go get some cold. You know, right, I'm just no, trying to be polite. Yeah, that's courteous, but cool. But straight. you know, we so yeah. So that's what we're doing over here. But we're going to get into the uh, meat and potatoes, as I like to call it. So we already explained the uh, the definition of hip hop. 
So I want to just know a little bit about you. Who is the Essence? Um, like I said, like the Essence. He's an artist from Detroit, like you say. Um, like I say, I um uh, got into hip hop very early at age. It's something I really enjoyed and something I, I felt like I was passionate and wanted to get better at and keep continuing to do. And um. You know, I started like just looking at my contemporary environment, just seeing where I could fit at as far as I am, as far as the hip hop climate. And I feel like I, I kind of make music for that, for those those people that's like feel like they they stuck in the middle and they trying to go some type of direction. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like wherever life goes, we're gonna do we're gonna do good, we're gonna do bad. But basically, where I'm at is basically you need to find something and do it. You know what I'm saying? You never want to sit in the same place. You know what I'm saying? We prefer if you do good things, but a lot of people don't go the good route. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we do want to push you to get. I do want to push people to get route, but more importantly, I want people to not be stagnant in life. Mm-hmm. And um, that stagnancy is terrible. It can really like, it can really destroy you, relationships, and like, I, I make people music for people who are trying to go up. You know okay. what I'm saying? Basically. So. So how would you uh, describe your sound as a hip hop artist? Um, as far as my sound, uh, I really been tweaking with a lot of stuff. Uh, I could do, I could do boom bap raps. You know what I'm saying? I can go over those. I like, I like trappy beats, synth beats. I, it really just what captures me. But as far as me as an artist, you know what I'm saying? I, I work with a lot. Of, I do a lot of. I got good lyrics and I can work with flows and shit too. Like, so I'm very like. I want to say multi-talented, but like I can really like I, I can really like hit on different types of lines as far as when it comes to like different sounds. Like like it wouldn't be hard for me to hop on a trap beat with a trap rapper. You know what I'm saying? Or it wouldn't be hard for me to do a hip hop style beat, or it wouldn't be hard for me to just you know what I'm saying get on some more inspirational type things. So um, not to say I'm all over the place because my sound is there. You know what I'm saying? When you hear me, you know that's him. Like I'm not doing something super fucking crazy like like I'm about to be on some rock shit or nothing like that but it's like it's definitely contained but it's definitely broad and mm. I feel like that's how you want to be as far as an artist well that's really dope um so of course I have to ask the hard questions um what are the five elements of hip-hop Five elements of hip hop I didn't know this was gonna be a pop quiz mm-hmm. you even got me all sipping on the <laughs> the black label. <laughs> uh, the five elements of hip hop is DJing, MCing, b-boying, graffiti, and beatboxing. That is. Um, it's actually considered a new element. So, knowledge. 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 Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Knowledge is considered the fifth one. It's really. That's that's understandable. You definitely need knowledge. You need to know where you come from. Yeah. Know where you're going. Yeah. So yeah. So DJ, um, disc jockey, MC, master of ceremony, uh, b boy or b girl, graffiti, and knowledge. Those are the five elements of hip hop. Um. So this is definitely going to be like one of those opener questions that I ask every artist that comes on the show because they've added so many different elements to just hip-hop as a genre all together mm-hmm. so i mean it's almost like there really aren't any set five elements you right. know so beatboxing is i mean that's technically I, and i feel like 
that's just life, you mm-hmm. know. As we go further with hip hop, more things are going to be added because more things are introduced yep. with the people in it. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so when did you fall in love with hip hop? Uh, man, I, I I fell in love with hip hop a little early, you know, just like nobody really kind of like thrusted it on me. It was almost something I kind of came across, you know what I'm saying? Of course, because you know. Young, you listen to the radio, it's on the radio and stuff, but it's like really what it was was um, I kind of like was listening to it. I'm like, yeah, I like this, this is really dope. And uh, really, what it was was uh, like in middle school, it used to be like they used to have like rap battles at lunch or whatever, right? And I, I felt like I could rap because, like, you know, I would write like poetry and stuff. And just like do types of rhymes in the class, and my teacher's like, "Oh, you're really good and stuff." But like, I was lame, so it was like, so it was like, my man's was just like, "Dog, you never gonna win, cause they they not they not gonna think you popular or whatever." But you should write for me. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, "Nigga, no, I ain't about to write for you, nigga." Type shit. But then it was like, yo, like. I was like, yo, if I write for this nigga, he just rap my shit. Like, it's technically kind of like I won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, I would write a shit, he'd win. And then it was just like, at that, I wanted to kind of like get better for him. Wow. <laughs> so it was yeah. like, how I went through was my mom's knew this dude who uh, worked at like this like slack, this dollar store slash record store slash, it was crazy. There was a lot of shit going on in this store, but it was over there on Six Mile in Southfield. Okay. She knew him. And he would get all the CDs, and it was just like I would just hit him up and come through like, "Yo, uh, what you got? Y'all got this? I got this." He'll throw me old shit, and um, it was just like he was just giving me shit. And I was hearing, I was just hearing all these abundance of sounds, different songs, different flows, different raps, and it was just like I kind of wanted to do that too. You know what I'm saying? And, but it was like I still never really looked at it as something like, all right, it'll be my profession. This is something I, I look into until one day he gave me uh, it was written by Nas. Ah, okay. And um, I'm just listening to it. I'm like, damn, this shit kind of sweet. And then there's a song on there called Take It In Blood. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that shit, it was like, it just was like for me for the first time, it felt like a song that just felt like everything was like put in place correctly. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I know that go through like the mixing process, but it was just like, it was just like, it was so fucking perfect to me. Mm. It was just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Nas is coming there so cold, like, I never brag the way I keep it, cause it's the best secret. I rock a vest, prestigious, Cuban link flooded Jesus, and the Lex watching Kathy Lee and Regis. My actions are one with the seasons. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> and it be so cold, be like, I made it like that, I bought it like that, I'm living like that. You whack MCs. I was just like, dog, this shit so cold. And when I heard that, I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that shit myself. So I was like, I just stopped rapping, writing for my mans. I started writing this shit myself. I'm like, I'm about to go and do this shit myself. All right. This shit sweet as fuck. Like, so then it was just like, I'm doing that shit. And I'm like, yo, dog, kind of sweet. Like, everybody look like, yeah, it's sweet. So then it was just like, it started progressing. And then, like, I want to say once I hit high school, uh, I linked up with some childhood friends and my brother. We started a little rap group. It was this website called Jam Glue. Oh lord! I don't know. You you have to... never heard of that. No. What man? Listeners, if y'all hit the Jam Glue, man, put one up in the air. Rest <laughs> in peace. But man, Jam Glue was the joint because it was like I want to say like man, we go into school or whatever, 
Cause you know it was like this was like at the time LineWire went down. And okay, shit. yeah. So it was no right. more couldn't download shit, but it was like Jam Glue was basically it was kind of like a Facebook for like like music okay. <laughs> or whatever. So it's like you had your little page, but you could upload music and then you could download music. So everybody have like all the Lil Wayne mixtapes on there. Everybody have all the songs on there. But the cold part about it was they would have this shit called a mix contest because it was really like a mix. Like for DJs, okay. like they would make mixes, put the people put their mixes up. I'm like, oh, this mix cold, but when niggas got a hold of it, they was putting their own songs up there on the mix and then putting it up there so everybody can hear it and it would transfer around because you could like repost it and shit. And they would have contests about like, oh, what's the five hottest mixes of the week? But it'd be niggas' actual songs and shit. Oh wow! So it was like niggas was just putting their shit up there. And then like, like I said, I was in a rap group with my brother, Five Four. Shout out to my brother, my other brother, uh. Ralph, he went by Righteous Rebel, my brother uh, Kilo. But he had so many rap names, and he switched his rap name every week. But uh, we started making raps and just putting them on there, and it was like, it started off slow, but like, we just kept pushing, promoting. And then niggas was like, yo, y'all shit kinda sweet, you know what I'm saying? And our shit used to start getting in the top five like every week, woom, 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 and it was just like, it was really dope. So it was like, that's what really kinda like got me in there, just like making music and really just making my own shit, putting it out there, so. You know, and then it developed over time. Like now, you know, I listen to some shit. Like, just like, I love this shit. So it's like, I listen to somebody's shit and I get inspired. Like, oh, I want to hop to the studio. Like, I just listened to, uh, it's an artist from here named Travis Chandler. I listened to some of his shit. I was like, oh, I'm going straight to the studio. Nah, I got to go, I got to go rap some shit now. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's an everyday thing. Like something to happen, something to just make me fall back in love with it and shit, you know, every well, day. That's, you know, all right, listen, I'm so happy to have you on the show because, I mean, I can see the passion just, you know, <laughs> gleaming from your face. And that's that was the main reason why I even started the show because of how passionate I was about hip hop. And you actually um, brought me to my next question. So I'm kind of going to, you know, jump around some of the questions. But you brought up the Nas, it was written. So now we have to really get to the meat and potatoes. So <laughs> if we had to choose the best Nas album, Illmatic or it was written and please tell me why. Oh, of course I'm gonna go with it was written. Okay, <laughs> alright. Of course. So this is really about to be up this to is, This isn't even the fact that like this was the album that got me to rapping. Like this has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. I just personally think I don't want to take because I, I gotta watch my words because okay. I don't want nobody to jump me when I get out. No. So I don't want to say nothing like I don't know, dog said it was real. It was better. He said Illmatic was white. Was like, no, I'm not saying that. Illmatic is great, but mm-hmm. I, I really do think, and like, like, I don't want nobody to be mad, but I do think it gets overhyped at times. And um, I think it gets so overhyped that it kind of just overshadows all the Nazis' discography. Because mm-hmm. I really think, literally, like, you can't really ask for a better follow up than it was written for right. one, for starters. Because it was just like, that album was fucking great. And I'm like, all right, it's hard to come from something that's revered as Illmatic. I get it, but like, yo, it was written like, I just feel like the beats was better on there. Not to say Illmatic beats was whack. Uh-huh. <laughs> I gotta say that, but I think the beats was better. I think the concepts was better. And I just think overall Nas got better as a rapper. Like, I think he was rapping better on It Was Written. Okay. Then Illmatic, like okay. and this for me, this is just like clear cut facts, and like I know it might be hard, but because I heard it was written before I heard Illmatic, I went back, but it was like 
nothing against Illmatic, but it was written like nigga was just on another level. I feel just like mindset. My son got wet. I'm vexed. Really, they snatched off his Rolex, smacked this bitch silly. Like bro, like like his patterns was nuts. Like, and I'm like, yeah, he's he he was doing it on Illmatic, but it was just like it's on another level. Like he went to he literally went to another stratosphere as far as the raps on the next level. So. I'm going to always go with It Was Written Over uh, Illmatic. You know what's so funny? I literally got into debates with a lot of people about It Was Written versus Illmatic. I've always said It Was Written was one of his better albums, too. I mean, Illmatic is a classic Nas album, mm -hmm. just uh, generally speaking. But if we have to go as far as, like, storyline, like, it was like a mafioso type of yeah. storyline. Like, It Was Written is going to be Nas's best album Definitely. to me. So I agree. I, I feel because it, it's a lot of people hate on it and say it was whack. And I honestly think that really comes from the Tupac beef, because around when Tupac passed, he had a, a song called Against All Eyes, where he dissed Nas. He was like, yo, this little nigga named Nas, nigga, lie like me, talk about he left the hospital, took fire like me, you know what I'm saying? It was hard, he was going in on the nigga. But it was like, I think when people say that, because Nas got a song on there where he talk about getting shot, but it's like, it was written is not, like, he's not telling his life story. What he's telling is, He's basically telling street contained stories in a mafioso setting. Okay. So it was like the beats kind of ref reflect that. The sounds all through the album reflect that and the raps reflect that. So I was like, then the concepts around like, yo, like, like I gave you power. Like, right. yo, like if y'all heard that, like, bro, he basically put himself in the mind of a gun. Like that shit was sweet as fuck. Like, yo, who does that? Like, like. Next time the beef is on, I'm a jam right in my owner's okay. hand. Like, dog. <laughs> like, yo, that shit cold. So it's like, and not to say, like, he wasn't doing nothing crazy dope on Illmatic because he was, but it's like, yo, like, y'all just, I feel like they take away from it. It was written just because Illmatic was great. But it's like, it was written, it's just as great. And for me personally, it's better. But it's, you know what I'm saying? I'm definitely in the minority on that. Yeah. Obviously. That's my whole life. Absolutely. Honestly, um, the song that sold me for It Was Written, because it kind of, that happened the same way for me. Like, I listened to It Was Written first, and then I went back and listened to Illmatic. So I was like, nah, It Was Written. That was my album. But Affirmative Action, Affirmative when they action. brought Foxy Brown on there. And I was like, that's it. She was going that's crazy. That's it. She went, like, her her whole verse was better than everybody's verse. Like, she I'm said, sorry. They say Nas wrote that. I don't want to take away from nobody. <laughs> I really don't. Her math was kind of off on there, but it was like she was going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, you want to pull out the calculator? Right, we like, like okay, let's let's. Yeah, real, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I really feel like um, uh, not. I mean, not now. I'm sorry, but Foxy Brown. Like, I kind of felt like you know she was put on in a respectful way, and she definitely um paved the way for a lot of female artists. You know, as well as Little Kim too. Definitely. But um, that that was probably the song that really sold me on It Was Written. Um, I mean, but his whole that whole album all together, just how he was able to put an album together like a story, like even like Kendrick Lamar, like um Kendrick Lamar's one album. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Yes, Good Kid, Mad City. Like just the that I mean, you could literally play that, that entire album. album. That the album. entire album. Good Kid, Mad City. Like it's literally like it's. Cause people don't really say the whole title of the album. The title is Good Kid, Mad City, a short film by Kendrick Lamar. Yep. And that bitch really well, played like a movie. Yep. Like, like literally, when you listen to it, I could literally visualize the whole shit in my mind. Like, yep. yo, this bitch play out like, even from the sound structure where it's just like, like you got your climax in there as far as uh, pool, 
swimming pools and then it yeah. flipped like it go downwards and then it's like then real kind of like mellow it out where it's just like everything go better and then at the end you got fucking compton which is i don't like the music i play when the credits roll yeah, for me roll, yeah. it's just like man like like just like the, the structure of that album was fucking great like man yeah he literally like i remember listening to that album um like christmas eve at a friend's house and he had the album and we just listened to it straight through and i'm just like i i cannot recall the last time i listened to a hip-hop album that i could play straight through without trying to skip you know any songs and stuff there aren't too many uh, albums that are still like that like honestly um American Gangster Jay Z. I love American Gangster. Underrated Jay Z. It's album. the most underrated Jay Z album. That, that's one of, personally, I think that's the top five Jay Z albums. Yes. Very fucking underrated. Man. Absolutely. I just think the production on that album was nuts. Jay, because I think, I, I want to say, I think the album before was Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't really like it. Yeah, Kingdom Come Even, honestly wasn't his best album. It wasn't, but I will say that as of 2019, Kingdom Come did age kind of better. Okay. Like, I can go back and listen to shit on my Right. But it was like, cause like uh, Jay Z just did a, a B side concert, the second one, and um, he did a couple Kingdom Come joints off there, and like, like from the clips I seen of like, um, I'm like, all right, he sound he sound better rapping this live, but I guess it's like when it dropped back, when it dropped, I, I can't even remember when it dropped. I feel like it's 2006. Yeah, like, 2006. Yeah. Yep. When it dropped, it was just like you could hear like Jay was kind of like. It was like, yeah, this, this this is Jay, but it's like he kind of stumbled a little bit as far as the flow for me. Okay. It didn't sound super polished, but when he came back with American Gangster, it was like, all right, now nah, I'm, like, oh, I'm back yeah. in my mold. Yeah. I'm back in his mold. I got the records. I got the hits. I got all the shit on there. And I, I feel like that's that's where he came back. And then he's just been on a steady incline. Jay, Jay didn't got better every fucking every fucking project so it was like i fucked with jay i've always said that i think that, um, i think jay-z like he, he's not i wouldn't say he's my favorite rapper of all time but i do think he's the greatest of all time. well let, let me ask you um because i was going to ask you your favorite rap album but you kind of said it was illmatic so no my uh my favorite album I mean, I mean, my favorite album is uh, by, by artists here named Slum Village. Uh, Fantastic Volume 2. That's my favorite okay. album of all time. That, that album is great. Like, I feel like they don't get enough credit. Um, them and, and it sucked that uh, Jay Dilla didn't receive the amount of credit he receives now that he's no longer here with us. But um, when I say he like produced so many amazing hits, like Erica Badu, did you know? I'm like, whoa, that's a Jay Dilla? I did not listen. So the Slum Village, okay, I'm going to have to check that one out. Um, Fantastic Volume 2. That, I feel like that album got a, a joint for every vibe. Like, it's like, man, like, you got some uh, jealous hate niggas in your life? Yep. Put Jealousy on. on there. You want to get up and get you some money? I got a record called Get This Money. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You, you feeling like you in love, but you don't know? Put on Fall In Love. You trying to get a threesome popping. Okay. Put on Climax. Like, it's a You got some fellatio interference. Put on CB4. Like, it's, it's a record for everything on there, and they all vibe. Like, and it was like... Like, when I really got experience to that, because, like, when I first started, like, I was listening to Nas and shit like that. So, I, I always felt like I had to be a super fucking lyrical rapper yeah. and shit. Like, yo, yo, yo type shit. But, like, when I really sat and listened to Slum, like, these niggas was dope. Like, they could rap, but it was like, you, was could, tell they was, you could tell they was having fun with it. Like, yo, I ain't trying to go out here and just hit a nigga over his head mm-hmm. with bars and shit. 
they was having fun. And I was like, yeah, this shit is dope as hell. Like, I'm like, I like this shit a lot. So it was like, that's why I was saying, like, as far as my sound, it's like, I ain't got to be super lyrical all day and shit. But it's like, I do take pride in my lyrics. I'm not going to go in there and say some dumb shit. But I'm not about to go on a fucking trap beating bar nigga to death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like you'll shit. say some thought-provoking shit. Like, yeah, something that'll make some... people think. Of course. But that's... You know the five the fifth element knowledge yeah. you know so uh just being able to even demonstrate that in your lyrics like for me um i feel like slum village they're like a genre like a sub genre so not even like a neo soul but just some real just laid back shit yeah. you know that if i want to just put this in my cadillac i'm gonna blast <laughs> this shit and ride down jefferson you know hitting right. bell Isle type thing like that yeah. that detroit sound so definitely shout out to slum village um slum. you know we it, it was some good music that was that was yeah. some good music uh of course my top slum village song selfish i mean you you cannot get tired of that song like it's it's beautiful with the john legend oh what oh, that, was, that was a beautiful song that song was fire you're my lady <laughs> and i can't baby i'm so you wasn't the baby i'm selfish. yeah that was that was definitely a hit yeah, um that, that and either and even the, uh, the kanye west with um dwell a oh flash uh, light flash classic like detroit yeah. i mean it's the detroit player like we I really feel like i feel like detroit really is like the motor literally the motor city literally the motor to push the culture forward, the motor right? of music like, not even just not even just music just yeah. black culture because it's a lot you go somewhere else a lot of niggas really doing shit we doing like mm -hmm. that we've been doing like mm -hmm. like all right we've been on we've been on for so. a while for a while cool all right so um your your musical inspiration my musical inspirations, like, well, you know, we definitely talked about Nas and Slum, mm -hmm. but uh, my mom, she was a, a blues singer herself, so that, that, that I, I can't say that that didn't help, that did help, you know, just watching her put music together, I actually helped her with a couple songs, but like, I remember one time, she was just, like, they, you know how they talk about, like, rappers like Jay-Z, they just mm -hmm. go in the studio and go type shit. I've literally seen my mom just get into the studio with her band, cause she's a blues singer, and just band just in there bullshitting, just playing, and she come up with a whole song like oh, wow. <laughs> out the blue, like, and I think that shit was sweet as hell. I'm like, damn, that's cold as fuck. You know what I'm saying? That's inspiration. And as far as her, like, I've been exposed to music at a young age, a lot of like uh, Motown, a lot of blues, a lot of a lot of old school stuff. So. You know, so that definitely influenced. That definitely um, influenced me liking. Yeah, and how you so. even just orchestrate yeah. your sound as a, a musician. Of course, of course, because it's like it's it's a lot of vibes. You know what I'm saying? They go into a lot of things, and you know, I like, I feel like if you can hit, because it's like everybody's different as far as like human beings, but you know what I'm saying? You act different way than me, such and such, but we all have the same feelings. Like, we all experience love. We all experience hate. You know what I'm saying? We might feel it. all experience jealousy, envy at times. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like the way we act on these feelings is what make us different. So, like, if you could catch a vibe and hit on somebody's feelings, you will always resonate with somebody. Like, I got a record called Last Day, bro. Everybody wants to feel like today they last day. Oh, that's, listen, <laughs> like, that's been in my playlist, my uh, Gish Money playlist. Like, <laughs> and I listen to it, and the more and more, like, I'll be sitting there rapping, I'll be like, 
the essence will be proud of me. Yo. Because <laughs> I really be blasting your shit. Yo, like. Every time I go to Cleveland, I got my top down in my Jeep. See? I blast that Don't shit. Don't nobody okay? want to be broke tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So that's a that's a vibe. That's a feeling. And I feel like if you can hit those, you will always resonate with somebody. Instead of just doing like some ticky tack wall shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be out here talking about like, oh, my chain better than yours. My bitch better than yours. Mm-hmm. And I take your bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, because. It's many women out here, you know what I'm saying? Can you find the right women that's going to hit your feelings type mm-hmm. shit? That's the sense. You got to resonate with your feelings or whatever you do. You know what I'm saying? And somebody always going always gonna to feel it. So, like I said, like, my mama, when she was to just put the music on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To the point where it's like, it affected me. And I always resonate with music. And it made me want to go forward into doing things and the looking into more music you know like if i wasn't vibing for music i would have never hollered at his man her man's to give me some cds you know what i'm saying because i want to listen to music at the crib you know that would have never happened but you know the vibes resonated with me and it 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 caused me to go down this path well well can you um help us feel it a little bit too can you rap a couple of couple of bars um last day being broke because that's my shit you know that's that's uh, my shit so well, we have our showcase, which I'll talk about that a little bit later, but Ooh. yes, I need that. A little live performance? Yes, just, just a quick little snippet, you know, don't give them too much. This is going to be my last day being broke. We gonna be some millionaires is what I told my bro. Let's go get this dough. Direct deposit. Ain't no stopping. Told my niggas got it. Times is hard. Swipe your debit card. Bet that solve your problem. Money moves I make. I say this gotta be it. Gotta be rich. And when the funds come, they gotta be quick. Poverty is a lifestyle they trying to keep away from me. But this eight hour shift shit really ain't for me. Now my man's telling me he got the plug on the pills. On the pills. Yo, Yo what's, what's the, the deal? <laughs> and you know how it is when you face with the dead end. You gotta get it how you live So I call my dog I'm like yo, yo let's get, get it. it I don't wanna be broke my whole life I almost told myself I'ma be alright Remember sleeping on the floors I used to beat them long nights Trying to get it all day Pay the least four ways When money tight Most be light They ain't got the will to try But not me I'ma be constantly up on my grind Till I left them all bad Shit is turning alright This gonna be my last day bro yeah. This gonna be my last day bro yeah. This gonna be my last day bro <laughs> I ain't gonna, gonna be pulled no more, more after the day. I'm gonna stop getting dope. <laughs> like, look, that's my shit. Yeah. That's my shit. I mean, I really be blessed that shit too. So, but appreciate it. Thanks for the so, love. So seriously. So if you guys are not hip, um, you can definitely download that song on yeah. iTunes. All Last day broke, and we gonna have uh, the SS run all of his information. So you can definitely check him out and just stay up to date with him and and listen to his music. But um, we gotta end. Not necessarily end on a sad note. We're going to end on a light note. Uh, I know earlier today we were kind of talking about Nipsey Hussle. And uh, after, you know, the sudden passing of Nipsey Hussle, this is this was kind of the thing that made me finally launch this show because of the amount of work he was doing, not only within the hip-hop community, but just within the community itself. Um, so I knew the show wouldn't be perfect, but I was like, fuck it, let's launch it anyways. Um, just to, you know, keep that legacy going, to keep the, the marathon continuing. So um, do you do you have anything that you want to say about that? Um, Man, it's, it's tough. It's, and it's been like, I want to feel like a month, but... I mean, I've, I've, I've came to the terms that, like, he's no longer with us, and it's, it's sad. Like, I want to say the first two weeks, it was hard to believe. It was Because it was like, 
Like, you would look at Nipsey and just what he was doing is just like, yo, this guy is gonna be around. Like, and it's just like, for him to be tragically taken away from us, it's just like terrible. But like, I think what we have to do is basically, basically live the way he was showing us. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they talk about it at a funeral, like, take the baton, you know what I'm saying? Keep running the marathon. Cause the marathon continues, the marathon will never stop. And it was just like, the stuff he was doing, I feel like people should take that into consideration. You need to buy back your home, you know what I'm saying? You need to be a strong black father. We need to protect our women, you know what I'm saying? And we need to keep pushing the culture forward like he did. And when I say culture, I don't mean just the hip hop culture. I just mean culture is, is a black human being in, in life, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the things he was showing us is basically he was laying a blueprint. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people compare him to Pac. And I say, like, look, he's basically doing the things Pac talked about. Yep. He was executing the things Pac wanted to do. Now that he executed, he showed you that it's possible. You know what I'm saying? So now it's time for us to execute and take it to the next level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Put your peoples on. You know what I'm saying? So they can get more. It's like a nepotism thing, you know? Basically, just keep it moving forward. And I mean, I hate that he was tragically taken from us. But, you know, like I said, we got to use this. He's a beacon. Mm -hmm. We got to use this and, and and just keep going forward. You know, it, it's, it sucks, man. Like, man, that shit, that shit. It's, yeah, it, it definitely um, And it's so weird because, you know, I know we were a lot younger when Tupac and Biggie passed. But this was like... Almost in the same level. That felt like that for me. Everybody. Like, I, I had to be like four, maybe not even four, maybe three when they passed. So I'm like, I'm really not cognizant of what's going on. It's like, when I get the news of that, it's like the shit, the shit really hurt me. Like, I was at a, uh, I was actually at a beat battle. I was going there with my mans, and my mans told me he just got shot. And it's just like, man, it's just crazy how so desensitized we are to things. Because, like, my mans told me that. I just looked at it like, yo, dog gonna be straight. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I know people got shot. You know what I'm saying? And it just was like, as we in there, we just kind of get like updates. Yep. And it's like, damn. And um, <clears throat> I was actually talking to a rapper named Courtney Bell, and he actually met him. You know, he knew Nipsey a little bit. And it was like somebody called him and told him he passed away, like literally in my face while I'm talking to him. So like, when the information dropped, it was a room full of, full of like men and women just like tearing up and it, it shit. It just, it really got me to open my my eyes about just like a lot of people I uh I come in contact with. I just want to let people know I love them. You know mm. what I'm saying? Let people know I appreciate them. Like uh, <clears throat> the other day on 420, they had like this little event at uh, Burn Rubber. I went in there and I uh, ran into Roast Spit. You know that's a store. And I just I, I had I felt compelled to tell them like man like like I have to let you know like how important you are, how dope you are from the raps, the music. So you even opening a sneaker boot tape, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so oh shit, Rose Spit? No, seriously, he's like, an amazing artist. I, I have to let you know that, yo, because it's like, I feel like people don't know how good they are or how appreciated they are, how much they mean. Like, like we talked about Slum, <clears throat> and it was one of the founding members, by 10 he passed, passed away in 09. And um, I honestly feel like... I honestly feel like he didn't know how, how how much he affected people, how many people thought he was dope. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't ever want nobody to feel like that. Cause you know, it'll be days people feel like, I feel like that sometimes. Oh, I feel like, I'm like, damn, like I feel underappreciated. You know what I'm saying? You never know what's going on in people's life. And I, 
Like, like I said, we we all feel the same, you know? So it's like, if I feel like that, I'm pretty sure somebody else feel like that. Yeah. And it's just like, if I could just let you know, like, dog, I really think you dope as fuck. I think everything you're doing is cold. I can't wait for the next Rose Gold album. Like, like I'm ready. Like, I fucks with you type shit. Like, I want to let people know that shit. Because it's like, man, like, somebody like me taking that instantly. Instantly. Like, nothing. And you know, and we, I, I definitely feel like we need more of that. Um, especially within the African-American community. Just, you know, uplifting our people. And um, although I know we discussed the evolution and the isolation faced within the hip-hop community. Um, what can we do with hip-hop all together to continue to elevate the community? Like, what, what would you do, you know, with your music in order to keep uplifting people and you gotta uh like i said hit them feelings you gotta you gotta hit them feelings so they can get to you and know and then not only when you do that you gotta show them the way because mm-hmm. um like you show somebody the way you show them like yo this is how we doing this this is how you you get better this is how you elevate you know what i'm saying don't stay stagnant you know what i'm saying make a move put your peoples on you know what i'm saying do good with your people if you gotta get it out the mud, get it out the mud. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just move. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit still. Because it's like, we got beacons. We got leaders that's showing us. And a lot of people choose not to listen to them. But it's just like, if, if we all come a collective voice, if we all link up and show people like, yo, like this is what we gotta do. We gotta buy back our block. You know what I'm saying? We gotta help our communities. You know what I'm saying? We gotta do better. And if uh, people are showing that, like, I feel like if I could do that, if I could show people that, I can affect at least one person, you know what I'm saying? One person can affect another person. That person might affect two people, you know what I'm saying? As long as we keep doing it, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not it's not a preachy thing. It's a teaching thing. Because I feel like, I feel like when you preach, you're just talking about it, you know what I'm saying? You're just talking about what come out of the But when you teach... You're actually hands-on. You're actually showing. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's what we got to do. We got to teach people. Like, because some people don't know. Some people choose not to see. And it was like, I always said, like, like you know, whenever I'm getting off, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting off. You're going to do something. Like, you either going to do something to get better or you're going to be mad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's how I go. Like, you show them. Like, you're going to be compelled to move. <laughs> like, you're going to be compelled to do something, whether you, whether you, want to do it to better yourself you want to do it to hate and i hope it's not that but don't sit still you know what i'm saying because somebody got to show you how to do this somebody got to show you you know what i'm saying you, you got to be inspired in order to motivate yourself and if we can motivate ourselves to basically get our community together get our stuff because our voice matters as artists like it does like we can impact a lot of people yep. you know what i'm saying like i mean we talk about jay like man he he got people buying Ace of Spades and all that shit. Like, bro, like, Diddy, Ciroc, you know what I'm saying? Like, his our voice matters. Not to say, like, that's a negative aspect, but it's like, if one man can influence people, it's just like, like, Nipsey, like, his fucking voice influenced tons of people to go buy shit, like, and, and, and change their community. So it's like, I feel like that's what we have to do. We have to speak up. And I'm not saying it on a sense where it's like, dog, you can't turn up, you can't do all that shit. Like, no, like, you can have fun. Like, motherfuckers think just because you like some trap music and you listen to Young Thug and shit, right. you can't have fun. Like, no, like, you can have fun. You can listen to this shit, but it's just like, you got to know the mission. You know what I'm saying? You got to know what, what's the deal. Because, like, people talk about Nipsey like he was the prophet, but it's like, bro, he got records where he's having fun and shit. Like, he's, <laughs> he's living his life and shit. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he knew his mission. 
he knew what he wanted to do. He knew he wanted to show people the way. And um, I think that's what we got to do. We just got to show others the way who are not, who don't understand or don't see it. Because mm-hmm. once you show them the way, they can realize like, all right, damn, like shit is getting better. Yeah. And I want to be a part of this. I definitely it was it's crazy too because the irony in Nipsey um his life being taken away at 33 and I thought about Nas Jesus died at age 33 so it's just it, it it was it was one of those teaching lessons especially for me because again um like I listened to his music a little bit but it was just just the fact that we lost um, another another soul another brother that was just trying to do right by his people you know that I think that's the part that sucks the most but um you know just like you said like we got to use our knowledge and we have to understand that music is the universal language and we can use our music to influence you know our people especially our people of course um so this this show is specifically dedicated to our people you know the african-american community my my black people my brothers my sisters everybody uh we definitely want to use this show as a platform to uplift and continue the uh, hip-hop legacy and to definitely shine light on the fact that hip-hop is not dead it's not you know um we we have good artists that still exist i mean right now the way that hip-hop is going (laughs) i mean we, we we got a couple of you know Musicians or, or artists, no, because it's a difference. You got artists and you got the musicians, the people that actually sit there and really uh, dive into their craft. And I, I feel like at this point, like it's getting to a point now where I don't even listen to the radio anymore because the good <laughs> shit is off the radio. It's not All the good shit is off the radio. It's not on there. It's definitely not on there. So uh, we definitely plan on giving people um, more of an opportunity to showcase that the hip hop, that hip hop music is not dead, that it is still very well alive and popping. Um, but let, let's, let's, um, shit, where can we find you at? <laughs> um, shit, man, I'm, I'm pretty much on everything, but you can hit me up, hit me up on Instagram at the essence, the dot essence, so that's T-H-A dot E-S-S-E-N-C-E, you know, you hit me up, you basically can get contact to everything, like, all my music is on every, uh, platform, so if you Apple, Tidal, SoundCloud, Spotify, just Search me on there at the essence T H A E S S E N C E. Like I said, hit me up on IG. That's the dot essence. Same way it's spelled. You know, slide in my DMs. <laughs> don't be on no super freak shit. Okay. My, my girl don't play that shit. Okay. <laughs> but yo, just hit me up. You know, we chat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll link if you're trying to do some shit. I'm always down. Um, yeah, you can get at me. Like I be on the shenanigans on Twitter too. <laughs> my Twitter is I'm the essence. That's I am. T H A E S S E N C E. So just holler at me, man. Um, I'm, I'm a good guy. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. I definitely want to thank you for coming on to the first episode of Hip Hopology. Um, again, I have to also thank you for helping me coming up with the definition of hip hop. <laughs> no uh, because it's like I had something, but I wanted to make sure that it would appeal to everybody, um, especially my hip hop heads out there. So. Uh, you can definitely check us out um, at G Marie Media. That's at G M A R I E M E D I A. You can shoot us an email if you want to kick it with me at booking b o o k i n g at gmariemedia.com. Uh, the website should be up by May first, um, so you can definitely find the Hip Hopology episodes um, by just clicking on the link by visiting gmariemedia.com and uh we will definitely be available on 
Apple Podcast as well. So right now our uh, podcast home is Transistor. So I will have a link up in the bio so you guys can definitely uh, click and subscribe and then eventually you'll be able to click and subscribe on apple podcast so again thank you all for kicking it with us on hip-hopology uh, we look forward to talking more shit soon breaking more bread with more artists and definitely just bring you nothing but um greatness all right signing off peace peace